Dragons. This is episode 64 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, and it is with Nick G, the host of the Dependent Independent podcast. One of my favorite podcasts that is currently always in my podcatcher queue every week. Uh, Nick and I had a really great time talking just about his podcast, life in general, and... Yeah, really good conversation, really loved it, hope you enjoy it as well. Other than that, this is a short one, work out, nerd out. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice, I'm a wizard, when we play we do it right, candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind, just for kicks, DM says you're gonna die, roll a D6. Alright, welcome back, Dragons, to another episode of the Dumbos and Dragons podcast. I am your host, Kenny Rotter, and today I am joined by the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Nick G, host of the Dependent Independent podcast. Nick, how are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, dude. I'm flattered. I'm doing great. This is awesome. It's, well, I came across the Dependent Independent, I think one day we just started following each other on Twitter, and... I want to say you gave me a shout out on uh, a portion of your podcast where you do the, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah, man. That's awesome. I think I think I did do that. And then it's weird, Ken, because we have gone back and forth and then we hadn't talked for a while. And then I had, you know, I had remembered you did the, the, the show and then you shop, you've started following my Facebook page and shoot me messages and I didn't put two and two together. And then you messaged me, and I'm like, holy shit, that's him. And that was like two and a half years ago, I think. That's right when I started. It was I. It was some time ago, but it was just like, I think you and I, you had posted some stuff on Facebook where I just, just like kind of wanted to throw some things out there. And it's just, it's one of those relationships yeah. that just kind of like, <laughs> you know, it's there when you need it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. That's this whole social media thing. That's funny that... Uh, you know, it's you, you build, start. I, I think I said it on my, my last show that I started with my co-host, just simply Facebook buddies. And now uh, we talk frequently on the phone. But there's some times I actually built relationships here on this podcast journey, Ken, that that we were connected for like two or three months and then drop off the face of the earth. Crazy. And now I can follow them on Facebook, but we don't talk anymore. They don't write anymore. It's weird. I don't know if it's like fast forward of life, you know, like must be back in the day when there's no social media people probably could talk about their relationships that they had with with folks that lasted like you know 10 you know i was friend with bob i was friends with bob for like 10 years you know and then just kind of grew apart the way it works now with social media yeah i was friends for about three or four weeks and then <laughs> eh, I lost lost sight of him don't talk to him ever again it's almost like the speed of life has just you know hit fast forward yeah it's crazy it's so crazy how fast things become new and then how fast they become old even having kids, they get into stuff, whether it be a fad or a YouTube video or something. And then just the idea of even going back to it is so old. It's so archaic. And it's like, wow, let's dust this thing off we haven't watched in three weeks. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Well, and like in my mind with the relationships I've formed with this podcast, there've been a, there's been a select few, uh, especially I'm, I'm in the Southern California area. I've made some friends with podcasters that turned, that went from like 
Twitter friends to podcast friends to now we hang out in real life. Yeah. Um, and I think that, there's some folks out here. I'm sorry. There's some folks out here in South Jersey that I connected with. Some, uh, some are influencers, right, in our space, and some just dabble in podcasting, depending on where uh, where you go. But there's not a lot of people in South Jersey. South Jersey is a kind of like the Kentucky of New Jersey. There's not. It's <laughs> like it's it's in the sticks. It's really not. When you think of New Jersey, like people think of Sopranos when they think of New Jersey, and they think of Hoboken and Jersey City. We're not. That's not where we are. I know that area, but down here, it's. Uh, I live in a farm town. A lot oh. of fruit flies around the uh, end of the summer. Blueberry farms are kicking in right about now. So yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I actually, if it wasn't for social media, I probably wouldn't stay connected as much as I do with most of my podcast friends. Well, yeah, and it's just it's 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 a blessing and a curse, like we were talking about. It just you can fall away from somebody really easily. You, but yeah. you still really have to make the effort to to stay connected. And sometimes it's difficult. Like, you have a new guest on every other week. I have a new guest on every week. So every week I am adding another person that I would love to stay up and involved in their life. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. just difficult. I, I have this thing like I try to connect with people over the phone first. I, I don't want the show to be the only way we connect. And there's been times where I've done that where I connect with someone on the show and then after that it just kind of fizzles away. And not that it's a sad thing, but I would – although it's a lot to manage a new relationship every two weeks. You bring somebody on, on the show and then you're building a relationship with them. But I try to at least connect with them over the phone. I mean you and I went past like 18, 19 emails back and forth. And, oh, and, yes. and, uh, but there's some folks, maybe I have a phone call with them, you know, I, I want to get to know them and I get them on the show and it goes pretty well. And then it just kind of fizzles away. Uh, but as I've done this, as long as I've done this, I've picked up a lot of momentum and find out that it's not so much of being the podcast becomes secondary. It just was something we did, but our relationship is kind of different. Like even folks that I might've checked out their show, but I don't even listen to their show anymore. I'm just friends with them. Because I'd rather get to know them as who they are than hear whatever uh, the show. I respect their shows, but I don't feel that that's the only way to connect. It's it's like it's just becomes kind of this false facade of of who they are. And I really like to get. I mean, that's what I try to do on my show, even though it's a podcast. I try to really get to know the people on my show. That's how people get to know each other. They have a conversation. They talk, challenge each other. They argue a little bit. They disagree. That's just. That's just that's how the world works. I just get to capture it every other week and throw it on the internet, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I absolutely love your show because it's completely different than anything else I'm listening to, and I really do feel that it is a slice of life that you are essentially offering the world this window not only into the lives of and personalities of your guests, but yourself too. Whereas just my episodes, my, my show, for example, I feel a lot of it is talking about another person. So while mm -hmm. bits and pieces of me do come out, mm -hmm. it's more about this other person. Sure. And, Normally, there's we're they're on the podcast 
for a reason, and it's normally to mm-hmm. talk about a project, a movie, a book, a, yeah. you know, an athletic event, something along those lines. So it's mm-hmm. sometimes the questions go from not so much about them, but about a thing that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. What do you, why, why don't you just share something? Like, why, why, why not? It's your show, Ken. Share something. <laughs> is it, is it, uh, do you not just want to do that? Is that the idea? Is, is, uh, uh, because I think the easiest thing you can be is yourself. No one can take that away from you. It's hard to work to be something that you're, you know, to be, to try to do something else or be something else. Uh, it would be so hard for me to do that. My God, it would be so hard for me to do that. Whoa. I mean, I've had people on the show, I've had creators and producers and podcasters, but I've got them to talk about things on my show that they'd never talk about on their show. And hopefully their audience, if they listen to it, gets to know a little bit more about them. Well, one of the reasons is what I really love is learning about people and their projects and learning about them. And so I want to take the time to absorb what they're telling me and not necessarily take time to talk about myself. That's what I use kind of my few minute intros for that's what I yeah. use. You know, I did a, a solo episode similar to one of your mini sods um, yeah. last week, just kind of giving everyone an update on what was going on with the state of the podcast. And I think that might actually. That was good. I like that one. That was my favorite one. I, I listened to it while I was putting the studio up, man. That was great. That was great. Thank you. And then well, I learned the fact you've never seen any of the Aliens movies, which is a freaking sin. <laughs> Cannot believe you haven't seen any of those, man. I actually, when you, I think when you posted it, I went and rented the first one just to get myself <laughs> up to speed before you started talking about it. And it's priceless. That one is amazing. Now I got to dive into all the other ones because you're talking about them on your show. Yeah. Well, the good news is I am now caught up on every, oh, I am caught up on every alien movie except for Prometheus, which I will be watching this week. <laughs> um, you know, you probably should do wait until the next one comes out and watch him back to back because i i think in prometheus it's like a awesome idea right alien prequel so cool i love the alien mythos is so cool I, i'm so into like even vampire movies and werewolf movies because it's got this purity of good and evil right and all this special superpower crap that they design the story around it's pretty much the same cliched story every time but uh, each artist gets to do it different. And the fact that Ridley Scott comes out with this uh, really awesome but way obscure prequel that there's some more questions than there are answers, it would be so much – I'm definitely going to watch it once uh, the next movie comes out. I, I, and even on YouTube, they actually did like a segue, like what happened to the characters after Prometheus ended just to kind of button it up. That seemed to get like huge press on Twitter and some of the websites I follow that people could go on and learn like the prologue, you know, what happened after, after, uh, uh, Prometheus. It is cool. Like the effects are great and the stories are awesome, but, but man, it's, uh, it was a weird one. Like it was real weird because you're so used to like, now that you've seen all the aliens movies and you get that kind of that routine that each movie does, this is how the suspense kicks in, how they use the, the, the alien to build suspense and fear and all that. And then you see this kind of weird exploratory Indiana Jones slash 
uh, never-ending story kind of movie. It's wow, it's weird that I combine those two. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen that movie, Never-Ending Story, Ken? Back when I was a child, like oh, okay, good. twenty right. so, years. So you, you get the reference then. Okay, I do. Whew. I do. Uh, good. So, so uh, that yeah, that's what it was. I'm curious. Actually, when you see it, you have to tell me what you think about it. Either that, or are you going to do it on the show? Are you going to put it on the show? We are going to do it on the show. That'll so, work then. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're doing. I don't know. This this might actually air after I've seen Prometheus and after Alien Covenant comes out. So this could be a completely outdated conversation, and that's okay. But then in the uh, – Isn't every conversation, though, Ken, outdated? Everyone. (laughs) Every single (laughs) conversation we've ever had has happened in the past. it's outdated. It's outdated. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? So yeah, you'll yeah you'll just uh, you want to make any predictions then, and maybe you can see how close you were to it. Now that you, uh, well, it'd be hard though, because Prometheus is one of those movies that they didn't really, it, it, other than having some of the the settings the same as the first movie, the rest of it's all completely out of left field. Well, my my friend who's the resident alien expert, Rachel, she just she yep. was. T- she was rewatching Prometheus and she's like, I just keep asking myself, why? <laughs> yeah. Why did it exist? Like, did you really, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that they took this next movie and, and did all the things that they, they, uh, didn't do well in the first one, but it's so good. It's actually a really good movie. It's, 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 it's deep. It's got these weird underlying meetings of, should we, should we be exploring the universe and, is it better to not know than to know? It was pretty. Uh, it's pretty weird. I'm gonna watch it again too. I think I have it on iTunes. It's just weird, man. And the effects are the effects are great, and and uh, but it's just absolutely weird. I'll, I'll definitely say it's just weird. It's weird. It's got semblance of aliens and alien, and uh, my, one of my favorites is Alien Three. Like oh, that yeah. one was just that one was awesome. That was like that could live on its own. That's a really cool horror movie that lives on its own. See, so yeah, giddy up, man. <laughs> See, my thing about Alien Three was I just didn't like how, with minimal rewrites, it could have also been Alien Two. Like there was no carryover from the second movie. They they killed off the two other survivors that survived with oh. her, and I was like, eh, that was just, hey, that was just what, like some. We don't want to write them into the story, so let's just write them that they were killed in a crash. What was that, Bishop and uh, the girl and, uh, Newt? I, Newt died too, but the other guy too, right? Yeah, so three um, of them, died, right? Har- not Harrison. I just what watched his name. I can't even remember his name. I just remember Hudson. What was, like his, the main guy? His name was, was Jason Hud- Bean. Was it? Was it Hudson? No, Hudson was um was uh, Bill Paxton's character. Oh yeah, he he yeah. yeah. What are we gonna do now, man? What are we gonna do? Like that guy, <laughs> and then, and then uh, oh my god, I can't remember uh, what his name is. I do know that's if crazy. it was an H, but that's okay. Gotcha. <laughs> anyways, anyways, but uh, coming up on on again, this is this is too late for everyone who's listening. But uh, this Friday, the episode where Rachel and I talk about Alien vs Predator. And then Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Oh, God. You're watching, so you're watching all those, too. Yeah. Uh, Alien vs. Predator was 
really good. Like, it was fun. I liked it. I read the comic books. Dark Horse wrote a comic book back in, I got to say, like, 9091. That was a three-parter, I think, of a – but it was done in the desert. So it was like this – it was like cowboys versus uh, – like in the junk or in the in the what are they in the first movie Aliens vs Predator they're in like a pyramid in the Arctic yeah. right so it's cold rather than than hot I thought that series was awesome I act I mean I bought that I must I think I was in eighth eighth grade I mean that was really really awesome uh, and I think they they actually if you read the the series they stick close to some of the even the last scene in the series when she kind of gets all doll, dolled up by the Predator before he leaves and gets the spear that's like the last pain or the last frame of the the third the third uh, comic of the series in Aliens vs Predator. That's awesome. I really like that scene in the movie. Those were re- it's, it's also like they they. It's a shame that like this franchise isn't cohesive, like all these Marvel franchises, right? It's all like you said, like that's a really good movie, but then the next one is crap. You know, yeah. there's no. It's just it's a franchise that people can say, hey. 20th Century Fox, you feel like making a little bit of money? Great. Here's a couple million dollars. Hey, who wants to direct this? They throw it out there and someone does it. Although it's almost becoming like a, uh, like, you know, a werewolf movie or a, or a chain of um, vampire movies like Underworld. That's, uh, that I guess getting, Alien is such an interesting brand because it is a monster movie, but yet it's got, it, it permeates into a lot of pop culture and, and uh, this this unknowingly you know death machine that lives in in space that freaks people out really scares people not so much of uh like jaws doesn't you know jaws isn't scary per se but alien just the way they shoot every film and and do it it it, it gives you that quote and almost like if it doesn't scare you ken it's bad right yes if it, if, it, if it's not done that way because the alien is supposed to scare you if you're not scared then it's then it's just dumb. It's stupid. It's like you've grown too old to, to, you know, to get scared of the dark. Well, yeah, and it's just the the way they've created the the alien, the xenomorph, is just it's can always change because like they can write in ways to give it characteristics that mm-hmm. fit within the story. So it's it the creature itself can really evolve in really cool and interesting ways. But one of the things that I loved about the first three alien movies is at some point there's a human threat. As in at some point there is a human that is trying to do something sneaky and underhanded to undermine the betterment of the group. And that I think adds a layer of fear but don't they do that in every one though um they didn't like, they didn't do it in resurrection oh no, they did resurrection was the fourth one right yes that was the one where they bring back sigourney reaver's ripley character right and she's got like part alien in her isn't that the yes the the thing yeah she's shooting the basketballs and and yes. has that, and then there's that weird ba- baby scene, like alien baby that gets sucked out of a three inch hole in a spaceship. Yes, which is just the the, weird, the weirdest. That's like the equivalent of the head, you know, heads melting in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That oh, was yeah. oh my god! Now that oh, I watch it, 
Got to watch it. <laughs> I was so pumped, though. My friend and I were so into the Alien series from Alien, Aliens and Alien 3. We were pumped for that. I think we went opening weekend to see that. And we were just kind of it was it was cool. Shot really well. The corridors and the lighting and the special effects. But just we kind of tilted our heads just a little bit and said, well, well, it's not really what we're used to. But it's an alien movie, so we got to like it. <laughs> see, I, I, I'm really looking forward to I know they just announced that they're making the fifth one. Really? Which fifth one of what? Indiana Jones. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I segued. No, in... that's cool, man. Wicked. My kids were actually watching uh, Last Crusades about uh, three hours ago. That that uh, That's a sin, by the way. That's pretty much a sin. We watched four, and my son and I were like, what's the deal? Even he was like, what's the deal with the ants, Dad? Like, what's that all about? Aliens, what's that all about? It's it... like, well, like idols and stuff. Like, keep it pure, man. Yeah, it was it was bad. And so I'm hoping they take it back, but they need to start and finish really quick because Harrison Ford, if he keeps crashing planes, man, he's not going to be with us much longer. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe he should do like a plane movie. People or, would pay to see that. Holy shit. Maybe he should just work for United. Day life. Yeah, a day in the life of Harrison Ford. That'd be <laughs> sweet. But I mean, when is he going to be done? When is he going to decide, you know what, I'm done? I'm done making movies, and, and I don't need to do I mean that anymore. Go out on a high note. Go out on Force Awakens. Great performance all the way to the end. And uh, just call it quits, man. I, you know, I just think he enjoys working. Like, why not? Yeah, who, am I, who am I to say that, by the way, Ken? Who am I to say? Harrison, <laughs> do you do whatever? I know you're a big listener to the show. Do whatever you want, man. Don't let us hold you back. That's just selfish. Go fly your planes. Wear your earrings. And crash them. He can crash them. He's yeah. got the money. It's ballsy, though. Maybe he does it on purpose. He's <laughs> like, man, what the hell? When I was a kid, I used to fly ships around. Why don't I try it in real life? I bet I can I bet I can land this plane without the wheels down. Heck yeah. <laughs> Boom. Hey, there you go. So I do have a couple questions about uh, Dependent Independent, man. Sure. What's up? Fire away. So why'd you start it? Why did you decide to uh, to do a 200-episode podcast? Well, it was uh, – I was 38, I think, at the time. And I was in a – I was in a, a – like a, a down, was downer. It was a downer. I My kids were old enough to hang out and – but yet still, you know, we couldn't leave them at home without a sitter. And, and it was uh, – usually what would happen is – I didn't spend a lot of time socializing, Ken, mm-hmm. uh, between work and and I kind of hit a point in my late 30s that I thought, well, I guess I can't new make new friends anymore, so I'll just wait for the kids to graduate college and then I'll start over again and <laughs> and do that. And I wasn't making friends at work and I wasn't enjoying my job and that was coming home. But my wife was enjoying her friends. She always had a larger group of friends. I didn't have a large circle of friends prior to doing the show or any time in my life for that matter. And she would go out on Fridays and, and on weekends, and I'd be like, yeah, sure, go out, and I'd stay home, play PlayStation, Xbox, and just sit on my ass and do nothing. I wasn't creating anything or doing anything, and I have an art, radio, and, and video production background, and I wasn't really putting my stamp on anything. At the time, I was partnering with a co-host that's been on my show for a while. I call him Dewey, but his name's Duarte Montero. He's actually a sports conditioning, kind of in your line of work. He's a sports conditioning coach. Uh, he's certified in Muay Thai, uh, Krav Maga, all this crazy stuff. He's 
pretty intense. He's the, he constantly makes me feel guilty about how I take care of my body and I'm not even that bad. Uh, and I would spend a lot of time with him, Ken, building his business in his social media. So we did a lot of videos on YouTube, commercials, uh, mini sods, video blogs, everything I could, branding, everything. And it was fun. I had all this, this entire background to do the marketing and video for him. He didn't have a videographer. I would go to his the field and record his his sessions. I would go to his indoor studio and record his martial arts uh, demonstration or martial arts lessons and then create a, a commercial, do voiceovers. But dabbling in radio and video is something I always did. Started got a new computer, you know, really kind of enjoyed myself. So at the time, I'm creating all this stuff for him, Ken, but I'm not doing anything for myself. And I'm like, what the hell, man? I could do a, a I, I listen to podcasts like all the time. I got my old iPod. I really enjoy it. I could do this. And every time I'd meet with him before we started a, a taping session, we'd spend about 30 minutes really like kind of on a crash course getting to know each uh, not getting to know each other, but really getting caught up on what's going on. And during that half hour, I would tell him stories and we, it would really be fun. So I thought, why don't we just capture those those 30 minutes? It's a great way to get myself out of this rut. I can create something and try to do something I've never done before. Most podcasters can probably you started the same way. Like, maybe I think I'm going to do this and I'm going to learn how to up, you know, post it on iTunes and I'm going to learn what an RSS feed is and learn how, what a hosting site is and pay my 10 to 20 bucks a month and, and learn and make mistakes, learn about the editing software, learn about how I can get USB microphones versus XLR microphones versus recording something on an external recorder versus in your computer. Uh, and you start searching and you start becoming more of a student of podcasts. And I thought, shit, I can do that on my own. So I recorded my first show, was terrified to put it out on the air because I thought that the moment someone at work listened to it, I'd get fired. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> but as I started doing it, it allowed me to open up and share stories that I might not have shared with anyone to grow a little bit closer to Dewey and also to bring people that – because at first I really brought people that were close to me and my – that were were friends of mine. And I've always been amazed at how when you bring people together, how – there's moments in my shows, Ken, that connections happen, and I get to savor those for the rest of my life. I get to throw them out there and share them with my listeners, but I get to keep them almost like a, a tape on a bookshelf or a CD that I can listen to when I get older and my kids can listen to it. And, and as the show progressed, uh, I started connecting with more entrepreneurs, more business people, but more friends, like people I, I was in the same circles with. I started bringing fans on the show. I started then networking with other podcasters and having them on the show and becoming friends with them, sharing with them. And there's been shows where I remember some, there were just me sharing experiences. I, I've shared things from the deaths of uh, sharing, uh, uh, dealing with death of people very close to me, to dealing with insecurities, to dealing with doubt and dealing with happiness. And and it's just how people live their lives, right? That's pretty much a reflection of, of who we are all the time. But I get to capture it every week. And share it with with people. And it, when I first started, I'm flattered that you're into the show, Ken, because you know I, I don't even ex I just it's cool. It's it's humbling when I hear someone say that. As long as I've been doing this, but when I first started doing this, I was like, that's crazy. Why would anyone want to listen to this? And you know, you watch the downloads, and you're like, wow, a lot of people actually do, and they listen to it in other countries. And and then you get used to social media and how to really you know get your show out there and. And then create this brand of, of who you are. You you become what that is. And then uh, this last year when we celebrated our two – or this last January, we celebrate our, our two-year anniversary. Two years to the day we called it when the show actually posted on on 
iTunes, we had a live event, which I, at first, I kind of, my expectations were really small, Ken. I thought it was just going to be Dewey and I sitting at a table and maybe a couple people would walk up and say hi. But it ended up being this huge, you've seen it on our Facebook page, this huge uh, event where my wife worked on the catering and we had shirts made and big banners and, and, and we did advertising at the local businesses in town, brought all these people to this brewery in town. And it was, it was awesome. And I, it was surreal because all I was doing is still doing a podcast. But what we were able to do is bring so many people together. And some people didn't really even listen to the show. Uh, I screwed up and I didn't think ahead as far as the, how loud I needed the PA to be. And it was it was awesome. So we, we celebrate these milestones every 50 on the way to 200. And even though I get – I only count the episodes that have uh, guests on or co-hosts. I, I call them co-hosts. I don't call them guests because I, I throw just as much weight on them as to, to carry the show as I do. And every other week, we consider it an episode. So about 26 episodes a year times, what, the next few years, probably another six years, I'll be done. And then I'm thinking of writing a book. And I'll write a book about the whole journey because it's I'll have all this research to do, you know, and my kids are into it. My wife's into it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's something I mean, I couldn't have built this studio in my basement three years ago. They would have looked at me like, what the hell are you doing now? It's something that I just do. It's become part of what I do. And it's fun. It's 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 fun creating things that that um, go past you, you know, become bigger than you. And that's why that's that's why I, I, I podcast. And if you asked me two and a half years ago, I might have had a different answer. But I could tell you and two years from now, I might tell you something different. But right now, that's why I continue to do this every every week, either with just me on a microphone or me with someone else. And now, you know, it's amazing that that uh, I've gotten to a point where, you know, it's a great honor to be on your show, Ken. But I was I guessed on I was a guest on two other shows the past you know week. So I suddenly have all this opportunity to share my stories and share my voice on other avenues, not just my own show. Yeah, it's, and that's actually kind of how I, my, that's kind of how my ass got kicked into gear into actually starting to publish episodes. Well, what happened? You recorded them and then didn't put them out? No, yeah, I had, I had been recording podcasts for two years before I posted my first episode. What? What are you doing? Why? Why it, would you do that? So it was, honestly, it was, I went, I, I started everything with two of my buddies mm -hmm. and trying to get three minds to agree on a single path was incredibly mm -hmm. difficult sure. and to, to all of us, nothing was ever good enough. Mm -hmm. And so then a year went by recording episodes and then those two kind of jump ship and they were like you know what we're not really into this anymore we don't really want to do it so we're not going to and i was sure. like i was like all right I, I respect that totally understand yeah so then um for me it was just a matter of learning how to do it learning how to post learning how to edit learning how to actually have a decent conversation. Mm -hmm. And then I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, Joe Hogan, the host of the Geektitude podcast, uh, brought me onto his show. Mm -hmm. And it was just because it was it was a first of the year episode. And he was talking to me about New Year's resolutions and getting fit and staying healthy and all that other good stuff. 
And I saw how much fun it was podcasting. And I was like, you know what? I need to start publishing some of these episodes. So, like, a lot of them were dated. And a lot of them we were talking about things that were no longer relevant. And a lot of it is really bad quality. And just a lot of... A lot of bad... I don't want to say bad conversation, but the conversation is very, feels very forced. Yeah, that's how my first shows were. Because you read a book and and they tell you, Ken, like, all right, here's the deal. No one's going to listen to your show if it's longer than 30 minutes because no one can can keep uh, that attention. So I'm like, all right, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Like you got to outline your, you got to outline your, your topics. Great. Let's cover three. And what I would do is I, you start doing a show and you're like, all right, I got 30 minutes. I got to rifle through this. And get all these topics in because a book says I'm supposed to do it. Then after a while, you're like, man, that's a lot of work. And luckily, I had my friend Dewey that was able to give me feedback. There's been shows, Ken, where we've done them way early. And and when it's done, he stops me and says, that sucked. And there's two... There's two shows where he said, that sucks. Let's do that again. And and then actually, then the show that comes out is actually pretty good. But you got to be humble in knowing that you won't, you're not, you're figuring out every time you do it. Oh yeah. And there's times that I can walk away from this it, again. It, it's not so much of, you know, can you, you know, being natural, right? You talk about what you're comfortable with. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the nerd culture that you talk about, the fitness culture that you talk about, you, you know, you stop recording. You're like, was that any good? Right. And and then, and then you, cause you, you're still putting it out there, right? Anytime you put, I mean, anytime someone puts a post out or on social media or, or, or takes a selfie, at least they pose for it, right? You're, you're, you're contemplating what, okay, if this is going to be recorded till the end of time, what do I want it to be like? So that's, that's what you, what you try to do. And then you reflect on that every time. I don't listen to my podcast when I'm done doing them because it's murder. I don't want to listen to them because I, I, I want to me- remember that conversation like you would remember any conversation the way you want to. But it's not that it's counterintuitive. Like I had someone told me once, Ken, they're like, no, you should edit the show and that's bad. You should. You should listen to it. And I'm like, what are you talking? I'm the boss. Like, why? I won't. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I have to. You know, I'll do it if I want to. But and then I, I actually some another podcaster friend of mine asked me for some advice. He had recorded a show that was very different than what he he normally does, and he eventually um, uh, he was he just didn't know if he wanted to put it out. So he he called me up and said, Nick, what do you think? And I'm like, dude, you're the boss. You're in charge, man. You do it. That's what you got to do. And that uh, uh, he ended up putting it out. It was really great. Really, really great. That's awesome. And it was cool. It was, yeah, it's like, like, you know, do what you want. Like, Ken, you're in charge. You can switch tomorrow and change your name. This is what I want my podcast to be called now. This is what I want it to be. So do it. Why not? And I I just got to say, that's kind of like, there was a, there was a, a, a point after my podcast with Joe where, a switch got flipped because I was like, I want to be a podcaster. I am never going to be able to call myself a podcaster unless I start releasing these podcasts. And I met then, someone, Ken. I met someone, Ken, that was uh, someone had said they were, I mean, so enthused about podcasting, but it was, it was, it was all just. I think they wanted to to have the idea that they were going to podcast and then never did. I've yet to hear a show from this this person. And it's a shame because I'm sure that person has a voice, but 
you know, an artist isn't an artist until he actually paints something, right? Oh, yeah. A, a movie, you know, Ridley Scott wasn't a filmmaker until he actually put something on celluloid. Like that's like that's just how the world works. And I think it's but it's scary, man. We talked about it on one of my shows. I had an artist on and we it's 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 scary. The moment you put it out there, you're waiting to be judged. You're waiting to, for for you, you know, you to be overly judgment, judgmental about what you've done. And it's scary. But if you can get to a point where you just don't give a shit anymore, like that's awesome. Ken, you could just it's smooth sailing, bro. You're just oh, like, yeah. yep, just being me. That's what I'm doing. But that took me two and a half. It took a long time. <laughs> that took me about two years to get there. Not to the live show in, in January this year was the time where I was like, wow, I figured this out. This is awesome. <laughs> Dude, you- and that was a that was a definitely a good, fun episode. And I actually want to go to that brewery if I'm ever in South Jersey. Yeah, man, it's great. It's great. And they're building new ones all the time. They're, I mean, it's we have three. We have a new one called Vinyl. It's going to be coming up. And I'm friends. I've actually had the, the owners. Uh, I talked to the owner. His name's uh, Jim. Sacco, I'm going to get uh, – I want to have him on the show and just talk about beer making because I used to brew beer all the time and then suddenly got lazy. So I need someone to motivate me. But his wife, Brooke, has been on my show before and we talked about community. And again, it's all these intertwined people that I, I connect with and, and I can't wait till his brewery kicks in. The official sponsor of, of uh, Breweries in Hamilton, the TDI podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. I have so many things to say. First, right uh, about the breweries um, – I, I've never been a fan of brewing beer. I just like to drink it. It's, it's, that's fine. That's everybody starts that way, man. (laughs) And also all these breweries need someone to drink their beer. If everyone brewed their own, you know? Yeah. I'm more, I, I usually give my beer away. I like drinking everybody else's. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to say when we were talking about, you know, Ridley Scott wasn't a director until he put something on celluloid. Mm-hmm. I live. Oh, you want me to keep going? No, oh, no, 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 no. no I, I was, I was, I was gathering my thoughts. That was, dude, that was the longest pregnant pause, Ken, on the planet. Oh, good. Wow, that was awesome. I can't wait to hear what you're about to say. Go for it, dude. No, I live in Los Angeles, which yep. is. Do you know how many screenwriters I've met that never? haven't written anything, how many yeah, actors just, I've met that have never gone yeah, on man. an audition. And they sit in what, Starbucks with their laptops and just type away. No, they don't. Oh, like, really? Like, okay, if, if I met someone who sat at a Starbucks every day and wrote a complete screenplay, I would call that person a screenwriter. I'm talking I've met people that are working as, to use a cliche, waiter or waitress yeah. food, yeah, food service it. provider and i'm like yep. oh well and they're like oh well i'm not really a waitress i'm a screenwriter and then it's like oh well what have you written <laughs> well 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 nothing <laughs> like, awesome. like oh like, god that's awesome it's ballsy are, are you just saying you haven't written anything that hasn't gotten made or you literally have not written anything no 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 i just haven't written anything um, like, I will support you if you want to be a screenwriter and I will say, okay, well, start typing, but until you start doing what it is you say that you're going to do, you can't say that you're that thing. Well, they if, can, but whether or not it's, it's real, like yeah. they can say it, I guess can, but no one's going to believe it. That's the yes, right? And it's it's like I I get that this is a tough town, 
and you might aspire to be an actor or an actress, but if you're not going on auditions, if you're not doing free community theater, or if you're not doing your own stuff, making your own web series or doing something to hone that craft, if you, then are you really that thing? You know, I, I oh, don't know. Ahead. Beats me. I mean, I, I don't, uh, I have a friend who says, and he, I, he's, we were on a vacation and, and I was talking about doing something. I can't remember. It's something stupid, like bungee jumping <laughs> or something. And he goes, don't talk about it. Be about it. I think we were talking about what we want to do that day. Like, oh, we should do this. And he goes, don't talk about it. Be about it. Now that's become like this mantra in this group of friends I have that anytime we're about to set out to do something, if people just keep talking about it, it comes at one person in the group says, don't talk about it. Be about it. That's weird. Like I, I, I've known people to do that. But if you say that you can throw a rock in a Starbucks and hit somebody that says they're a filmmaker and they've never made a film, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I don't know how I deal with that, man. And okay, I can kind of understand that back in the 80s when you had to shoot on film or yeah. something like that. But if you're telling me that you don't have a weekend to take out your iPhone and record something, then you are not, as you say, you're not being about it. No. What do you think they're afraid of, Ken? What Uh, do you think they're afraid of? I think people are afraid of failure. I also read a a study. I didn't read a study. I read a synopsis of a study (laughs) that said... The the th- chemicals that are released in your brain when you talk about doing something are mm-hmm. very similar to the chemicals that are released when you've actually done it. So cool! If, That's awesome. That's I didn't know that. That's uh, great. It makes so absolute sense. If someone's talking about being a podcaster, they're getting the same feeling of accomplishment. As if they've actually released a podcast. All right. Well, that makes absolute sense then. Cool. There wasn't a long time that I said I was going to podcast and then that I did it. I just set my mind to it and I just did it. Like within five weeks, I think. Got it done. Like, that's awesome. And I would have loved to have actually started... God, when did we get together? I want to say me and my buddies got together in April of 2014, so three years ago. Mm -hmm. Like... How farther along would I be? I'd be at 150 episodes, not 50 episodes. Actually, sure. is that your goal, episodes. though? Is that your goal, man? Like, I mean, the other thing is of of me putting a 200 episode pod. I don't want to do this forever, but I also don't want to do it in a way that I just kind of fizzle away and people go on iTunes and see my library ends at like 137. You know, that's it. Where and then there's no like goodbye or no. I'm always a big. I'm kind of a completionist, even when I play video games. Open world games suck because there's no – I hate the fact that there's way too much to do. I was playing a game before I, I hopped on this call, and I like just linear games. There's a beginning, there's an end, and then you're done. Maybe that's why I, I set this objective unconsciously thinking, well, it's got to end somehow, and at least that way I can control it. Plus, I always thought 100, 100 episodes might be a little too easy. Yeah. It's not easy. It's <laughs> Well, I think I think my ultimate goal, the the thing I said that I wanted to accomplish when I first started 
recording podcast when I first got together with my buddies is I said at some point I want to have Marshawn Lynch as a guest and then I also want to have Chris Hardwick as a guest. As soon as I get those two guys on my show, Mm -hmm. I think I'll call it a day. Why don't you just email them, man? Because then I end it before I want to. If they come on the show next week, what else do I have to do? (laughs) So you have a goal that would get, that would fulfill you in this, in this podcasting project, yet you don't want to do it because you'll be forced to end it. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, because I'm the boss. So I can can change the goal if I want. Yes, you Um, can. You can totally move the target, man. Honestly, I'm having too much fun right now Mm -hmm. doing what I'm doing and meeting the people that I'm meeting that the urge to email these guys hasn't hit me. there's, there's, There's other people that I want to talk to. There's other people that I'm more interested in talking to. Um, a bit of breaking news since you wanted a story. I haven't really (laughs) (laughs) What's up? Um, I haven't told many people about this, but there's a, a media company out here in Los Angeles that I emailed and I was like, look, I love talking to people. I love forming these connections. Let me develop and host your podcast. And these people have a lot more connections than I do to different levels of guests. And I'm like, it's super exciting to me because even if it doesn't work out, at least I've tried. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you don't know until you do. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm super excited because it's... uh, Yeah, it's, it's a new adventure. And then we're also launching another podcast here... Um, it's not going to be affiliated with Dumbos and Dragons, but I'm doing another Mm -hmm. podcast with a couple of my friends that should be coming out. Uh, I'm hoping in June. So don't talk about it, buddy. Be about it. Be be about it. Be about it. Um, no, we've, we've recorded three episodes and cool. Yeah. 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 We're, we're just finishing up the, uh, the intro music. Mm hmm. And then getting the URL, setting up the web page, you know, all that stuff yeah. podcasters. All do. that good stuff. Yep. All that all that <laughs> stuff they teach you. So my question one of my other questions is, where did you get the name the dependent independent? And what does it mean yeah. to you? All right, so I go online, so I read this book, right? Idiot's Guide to Podcasting. Dummy's Guide to Podcasting. I'm sitting in my living room and I'm on the internet. I'm like, all right, here's the deal. I got to come up with the name of a podcast that no one else owns or has because I don't want to be that idiot that like has a show and like, oh, that's kind of like that other show, you know? It's, it's you do a search and four other podcasts pop up. So I wanted to do something different, and then I started realizing, well, I've been spent my whole life pretty much depend uh, independent, right? I mean. Mom died very young, lived with my grandmother for a short period of time, then moved in with an alcoholic father, had to take care of myself, blah, blah, blah. I've talked about that on my show and I've kind of been independent since I was like maybe eight or like nine or ten, I guess. Uh, cooking for myself, cleaning, you know, cleaning for myself, laundry, all that kind of good stuff, doing the stuff that, the you know, every parent would want their college kid, college student to do. And I'm like, well, 
the other thing is though, I don't think I got where I was. Like I could easily say, well, I'm really independent, but I really had to depend on a lot of people like surrogate parents and my wife and all these people that kind of pushed me in the right direction. So I was like, well, what about, and it just, it kind of rolled off the tongue, but at first it was really hard. I, I regretted using, like picking such a long name. And then we kind of coined it as the TDI podcast after one of my co-hosts recommended it probably a better, a better idea. <laughs> and I went online and just started typing in like dependent, independent, dependent, independent podcast. First, I've got a lot of like dependent, independent variables, a lot of math websites. But I, I, I think I found when I started doing TDI searches, TDI podcasts, I found one that was on in like 2013 and then just went away. But at this point right now, if you Google the dependent, independent podcast, that's what pops up. Every type of way you can find on Google my podcast, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the website, every everything, and Libsyn.com where we host the show. So I just – I went with it. You know, I, I – I, uh, there's a scene in Transformers, the movie that came out in 2007, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. And, uh, and there's a scene when – I can't remember what character goes. I think he – he gets arrested, right? He's he's <laughs> goes to find Bumblebee and he gets arrested, and the guy interrogating him is is talking to him, asking if he's on drugs, and he goes, "Ladies, man, two one seven. He, I think, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, I just I, I was I was a typo and I ran with it." Like to me, I thought, well, maybe the dependent dependent. I'll just run with it and see where it goes. And there were times where I'm like, man, I should have thought of something different. But now it's just become part of of what it is, right? It's I can't. It's not. It's not me anymore. It's something else. Created this thing, and now this kind of it does it on its own. So it wasn't like something I spent months thinking about, maybe three hours online, uh, because I didn't really know what it was going to be. I mean, that was just a crapshoot that it happened the way it did. At first, I used to call it the independent, dependent. You know, you had to say all that when you introduced the show, but it kind of worked out. It really worked out. That's excellent. I know that there was when I did the Google for Dumbbells and Dragons, there was one guy who had created a blog spot for Dumbbells and Dragons. I got the URL in 2014. He had this blog spot since like 2009. Okay. I had one post in 2009 and never touched it again. So I kept emailing the account and I kept emailing Blogspot and I was like, hey, can I get this Blogspot? Like, mm -hmm. we, we weren't going to do anything with a Blogspot. But it was just, I was like, just give me this Blogspot. Like, nobody's using it. I just want to collect all my domains. Um... I still think it's up there. We didn't get it. And Blogspot was, like, <laughs> Blogspot was like, we cannot release previously given names. And I was like, Bummer. I was like, dude, it's been, it's been seven years. It's been six yeah, there years. There should be like a statute of limitations that just shuts that down. Like it just, it, it's not touched and it just, they wipe it away. All right, cool. There you go. Isn't there a thing that too, Ken, like open domain, once something's out there long enough, you could steal it. Is that some... That's some copyright trademark thing that um, wants something – or is that public domain? It's, it pu public domain? it's public domain and it's like technically it's owned because the guy wasn't paying for it. It's owned by Blogspot. So technically it's like – it's almost like private property. Mm -hmm. 
So in order to actually get it from this guy, I would probably have to hack his account, change his password. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I dude, I do not have the technical ability. Um we just we just switched over our podcast hosting from mm-hmm. one from one organization to now Pinecast. Oh and, cool. I never heard of them. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I can I can tell you a little bit about them off air because it's completely boring for most people. Um, but I'm so technology dunce that I like had to call customer support like 18 times. And I was were they like, receptive? Did they help you out? Oh yeah. No, they were great. Um, I emailed them and then it's so how I got involved with them is Pinecast is the creation of this guy, Matt, who has a podcast on the podcast network I'm a part of. Oh, cool. That so, works out, then. Yeah, as a, as a bonus for everyone on the network, you get very inexpensive podcast hosting. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And, he, you know, I I sent him... A couple emails, and I was like, dude, I can't deal with this. Can we just troubleshoot this real quick? Can you give me a call? And we ended up talking on the phone for like a half hour, and he walked me through the steps I needed to do. So it was completely awesome. Cool. Yeah. So you recommend them? You recommend them to any aspiring uh, podcast host? I absolutely would. Because first, they're they're the only podcast host that has a free plan. So you can actually post for free. It's limited. Like it's, you can only like all your podcast data has to be below a certain size. And it's a very small size. So if you're doing like a 30 minute episode, you're going to have to have it at a really small bit rate. Um, But their normal plan is like five bucks a month. It's, cool. it's, it's a really yeah, great... Yeah, that's affordable, man. That's great. And I, we didn't say that before, like if any aspiring podcasters are listening, it's, you know, you got to pay to put your show out there. You know, you pay a website to host your, you host your show and store all that, all that data so people can download it from that, from that website. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing I didn't know. I thought it was like, oh, it's free, man. You just throw it up there and iTunes grabs it and great, I'm on iTunes, but... I didn't realize that, it's, that there's actually a financial impact or cost <laughs> to simply just create. You know, you want to put yourself out there. You have to pay. And some of us make money from doing podcasts. Mine is not that type of podcast. Some people have Patreon accounts where it's a patron website. You can donate money every month. It could be from a dollar to $200 to someone or a show. And I've done that a few times to help out some podcaster friends of mine. Uh, but... Yeah, this is a it's it's a it can be an expensive hobby after a while. Yeah, very expensive. But I I understand that everybody's finances are different, and so if you do need a free platform, there are some of those out there. But how much do you want to do it if you're not willing to part with five dollars a month? Yeah, that is if you are working a minimum wage job, that is one half out. No. That is a 20-minute <laughs> shift at your job. 
if you don't, first of all, you're going to be putting in way more than 20 minutes if you want to have a <laughs> a podcast. So it just, uh, you know, it's a cost benefit analysis for everybody. But I have kind of a fun question that I want to ask you. Go for it, man. I'm ready to give you a fun answer. If you could have any mundane superpower, what would it be? And Super, oh, okay, I already have an answer. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> one of my one of my friends uh, responded with her mundane superpower would be she could give anybody the hiccups for three minutes. That's that's, that's cruel, man. Three minutes—that's a long time. <laughs> that's so, like an evil power. That's like an evil superpower. I did call but her not, a supervillain afterwards. Yeah, I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge her at all. But maybe supervillain <laughs> power. I would probably do uh, super patience, where no matter what situation I'm in, I'm the most patient. I could sit in line for days waiting for concert tickets. I could, doesn't matter how long it takes, just the idea of being impatient would go away. I would never feel pressured in line or waiting for anything. I could do Amazon Prime and they could delay it for two weeks and I wouldn't care. I would always be like, yep, I know I'm going to get it. I trust it'll happen. That would be <laughs> it. Super. I, I don't know how mundane, if that's mundane, uh, super patience. But that would be a kick-ass power. Jesus, that would be awesome. I'm going to count it. I, I, I dig that one. That's that's awesome. I'm a fan of that one. Now, I'd be, I'd be way ahead of everybody in that one. That would make me like a super being. You know, you're waiting in line. Can everybody's getting so antsy and kids are screaming and you're just like no nah, i'll sit in this line for two hours i don't care you can, i have and i have one item in the grocery store and the person in front of me has 57 items i am fine i'm even if they don't offer for me to go ahead of them i will wait superpower boom that would be amazing for theme parks yeah everything think about it you could anything flights across the country you don't care oh 12 hour flight nah, i don't care that doesn't awesome. matter. I know I'll get there. Hey, man. Oh, God, that'd be great. Sometimes I'll come, maybe one day they'll come out with a pill that does that. That would be cool. I'm pretty sure it's called the, yeah, like, yeah, Xanax. Don't they, don't they have, let me take that back. Don't they have a bunch of other controlled <laughs> substances that they would do that too? Oh, touche. Touche. Okay. Superpower in a bottle. All right. Now, where can people connect with you online? I know we've thrown out some resources here and there, but uh, specifically, where can people find the TDI podcast? You can find it on iTunes and every other – any podcast app that you can listen to this show, you can find the Dependent Independent podcast. We launched a uh, website this past February. So that's thedependentindependent.com and there you can stream the show. You can check out the blogs that we post every – anytime I'm inspired to reflect on a podcast that we've done or a mini so that we've done. Uh, we profile any Are You Listening podcast that we talk about, and we uh, 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 put our videos up there when we produce videos for our mini-sodes, but also we're going to start doing them for co actually co-hosted shows, and we'll start producing those. That's why we built a studio out here. But you go to thedependentindependent.com, and you'll find links to everything else on the web. And if you download our show, our show notes have – Everything from Twitter handles to Facebook pages to everything like that. So anytime, anywhere in social media, I think I'm almost everywhere except 
I have a Snapchat account. I don't use it, but I had to do it because the kids had it. Oh anyway, God. that's yeah, yeah. That's where you. That's where you can find us. We're out there. We exist. Excellent, excellent. I'm excited, and I hope I hope everyone decides to follow you because I love your social media. I love your podcast. Like I've already said, and Thanks. you're very welcome. So. What parting advice do you have for everybody out there listening to the podcast? Well, we talked about, I mean, we might have jumped ahead of ourselves, but the talk about it, be about it piece. You know, you only have so many years on this earth and preferably you'd like to leave something behind, whether it be something for your kids or something for, uh, uh, you know, the world and in media, just like those people that are wishing that they had or saying that they're screenwriters and have never written a page of script in their lives. Um, If you're going to decide to do something, jump in there with both feet and know that it's going to be cold as hell when you jump in, but eventually that water will get warmer and you'll get more comfortable in there. And then there's always going to be times where, you know, you want to jump in a colder pool. It's the only way you're going to grow. So rather than talking about it, be about it, but know that you might have to go through a little bit discomfort to get where you want to be. How's that? Dude, that's awesome. And I love it because it's it really is the epitome of what I got into this for, is just to get people I've, – I've said this so, so often. I don't care what you love. I don't care what you're passionate about. I just want you to love it more. I just want you to be more passionate about it. And if that means someone getting off their butt, jumping into the pool, doing whatever it is they want to do, like, I support that. I had a person on uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago. Her advice was, you're going to die someday. And it was just straight up. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, and like it's I, like, but that wasn't advice, Ken. You already know that. Well, she she got into it a little bit more, where she was like, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> "You you only have a limited amount of time to accomplish yeah. whatever it is you want to accomplish." That's right. Time is a finite resource, and we treat it like it's we treat it like it's not. We treat it like it's infinite. We binge watch Netflix. We spend most of our time on our phones, you know? Um, so yeah. So I love that advice and thank you, Nick, so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Dude, you're very welcome. Please come back anytime. Hopefully three years to the day. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you back on, man. We'll, we'll, we'll find out what's going on with you. Um, maybe someday I'll make it out to South Jersey. I'll meet you up at Tom Foolery Brewing. Yeah, it might be more fun to come out there to Southern L.A. or Southern California than – you said Southern California, right? Yep, Los yeah, Angeles, LA. man. Yeah, come out of L.A. versus uh, coming down to, you know, humid and buggy South Jersey. <laughs> it's time of year. I will keep that in mind, and you are always welcome out here, man. Thanks, man. Just advice, fly into Burbank Airport, not LAX. All right, make a note. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to leave it there. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Workout Nerd Out.
Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.